0: Love Talk Radio. Back on live, y'all know the vibes. PSA Hip Hop, man. Saturday edition. Watson, what's good, my guy? What's good, bro? Let's get into this, man. Revisiting album talk is what we do here at PSA Hip Hop. Whether it's new, old, and all that good stuff, we're going to Queensbridge slash Hempstead, Long Island. Let's go! Let's, let's show love to Hempstead. Also, um, Marv Deep. Obviously, we did a first album, or the second album, part itself, uh, the infamous, and now we are going to the third album in 1996. A hip hop appreciation that is on this channel. If you have never listened to me and watched 1996 hip hop appreciation, uh, please do that. Watch what year this what, what, was? It summer of '96? No, LA? no, no. It wasn't summer. It was late, uh, late, late fall. Late fall. Now going into Marvy's third album, obviously with '96 with. Tupac, All Eyes in Me, outcast. No, no, yeah. no, no. This album came out in November of 96. November, like, late, 96. late 96. Wow. Yeah, November, yeah. till Thanksgiving going into Christmas time. I like that. Yeah. Um, can we both agree, a lot of times you and I talk about anticipation for dudes' albums when the first or second album hit different? Can we also agree that the anticipation for Marv Deep's third album, Hell on Earth, was very highly anticipated sir it was highly anticipated for guys like me and you um to 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 guys like me and you like like pure hip-hop heads when i say pure meaning they're making music for us and nobody else they're not making music for a mainstream sound for a commercial sound because they want girls to like it and dance to it they were not making that kind of hip-hop and that's unheard of even in that era that's unheard of even in that era, because one of the things Big told pop was, Yo, you got to make music for the girls. You got to put stuff out there for them. Mob Deep wasn't doing that. They was making raw, gritty, street hip-hop, period. That was it. So to guys like me and you, this album meant everything to us, because how big of an impact the infamous had on us. All right, let's get to the first joint. What's hell on earth? Animal Instinct, man. Um... What a way to set off an album. Havoc sets it off. And you know how, you know, we do on an infamous album, right? We're going to do it again, son. And for him to say that, you're not lying. The same way you did on infamous, we're going to do it on the same trip, man. Um, Havoc sets it up, man. Laid up in the cut. Watch Rap Niggas. That's up. And the way Prodigy Versus started, man. To all my mob, crimey, money-hungry, and grimy, mob-shiesty, godfather, three-and-goddy, rap-in-noid. Um, your time wasted for figure and pee. It's two sides of me. Snake niggas, obviously. You get love something hardly. And then twinning godfather, did-dead, dead, thug-izzle. We got Pete on the hook. My cool, where we blood-sweat, and tears for 30 years. For years, extraordinary niggas that drink beers. I'm tired of living life this way. Crime paid. But for how long you reach a downfall, I have this as a five-mic song sir. Talk to me. What a, what a powerful way to set this album off with just an ill, ill-havoc beat, you know. And like he said, he started off, you know how we did on The Infamous? We're going to do it again. And he was not lying, you know. Have of course sets it off lovely. That's going to be a theme for the first several songs where right. have goes first. You know what I'm saying, yo? And P, let me tell you about P flow, man. That's so underrated. It was the stuff we like about Biggie. P had that too. It was about flow and delivery. Like P didn't P did not have to be. I woke up early in my born day. i 20. a blessing. He could just say something like. It's P live and direct, stab your neck, ice pick, bloodied up your whole entire shit. One one nine six, action bitch. That's hard. That was hard. Just just Our the way he delivered it. and bracelets. What? I think was wild. It, so, so the way he delivered it just made it sound so ill. So just a phenomenal song to set it off. Just to set up the temple of, of of a song that's basically sets off the tempo for how this entire album sounds. Sure. So we're both in agreement this is a five-mic song? Because I have it as a five-mic song. You I know? I have it as a very, very dope set-off song. Um, Next song. Whew, man. You know, to go from Animal Instinct to go dropping a drop of gem on you, and we're talking what's in the midst, in the height of the East Coast, West Coast beef. Once again, Havoc Five Mic Production, and between me and Watson, y'all gonna get tired of saying Five Mic Production from H A V O C. It's the infamous back in the house once again. Havoc on the hook to set it off, and went right in. After, I mean, you yell my name, that's only giving me props. Plus, the fans that got you wondering what got you hot, got you got, that's like. He really went in on there. I'm not going to lie to you, man. No one's talk- Listen, P gets a lot of love for his verse, as he should. But having took his shots also, man. Let's be clear on that, man. It's two knots. Knocked out the box and got rocked. Got raped on the island. You officially got. Keep that thug shit via magazine on some love shit. Listen, R.I.P. Tupac. But listen, if you new listeners, this was real beef between the mob and Tupac. And no disrespect to Nas. No disrespect to to um Big also, but Mark V was not playing that ish at all, man. And then Prodigy basically closed out with a sermon. And I ain't talking about every sermon either. I'm talking about a sermon. Yeah, likewise, tired of rap guys that's it's Be shut your eyes and swirl up your whole outside. I baptized, niggas get wet, hit up your backside, get baptized and get straight. Put on your head straight. Right this island flashback of the house you got scuffed it in, you would think like getting your head shot enough for then, Yo, this is a five-mic this song. A lot of times you talk about diss tracks. I don't know why people don't have to drop a gem on them as high as it should be, man. I had the whole New York State aiming at your face of robberies. And, man, I, and you know, what happened, 60 Gs worth of gun clapping and shot you. Five-mic. This song, watch it's me. This is one of the greatest diss songs of all time. Um, this was clearly them responding to uh, what Pac said about them and hit them up, and they made it very clear we are not going to be, we 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 are going to respond. We respond to people dissing us. One thing on this album. Everybody that Prodigy was beefing with or Mob Deep, he brought it to them lyrically. Yeah, That's one thing about yeah, Prodigy. Prodigy always addressed the people he beefed with. Now, let me just say this about this, this song so, you can, so people can understand how I feel about it. This song means as much to me as Ether, Takeover, and Second Round Knockout and Back Down. Mm. So, I'm naming like the greatest diss songs that people may be familiar with. So, I'll say it again so people understand me. Drop a jam on them is as important to me as Ether Takeover, The Bitch in You, No Vaseline, Back Down. It's that impactful to me. First of all, Production by Habits is five mics. Amazing piano. I mean, the piano, yo, let's, everybody be talking about Marley Marl with the piano. What about yeah, Havoc with the piano? Yeah. What about Havoc with the piano? We're going to revisit that theme during this album. Just the way he set it off, sick and tired. Ugly fake cooks need to retire. They got you gas. Take a match and smack fire out your maggot ass. Have it represent for the QPC. Smoke that ass like a Lucy. Yeah, that's, that's New York talk, man. Go straight to the bodega. Yo, my man, let me get that Lucy. Uh, they know the time it is, man. Just street talk. Yo, this is a great, this is a great, great, this one. I'm going to say this, man. Just so people can understand. Park could not see these dudes when it came to this kind of rapping. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, You want to have that talk? You really want to have that talk, though? Yes, yes, I do. You, yes, I do. You really want to have that talk? Yes. So let me ask you. Okay, okay. Let me ask you this. Because you, you said something that was very interesting to me, and I agree with you. I like I like the way you prefaced it by saying to you. Because to me, also, Drop a Gem on them is impactful to other songs. Now, if we exclude me and you from the conversation for a second, why the culture, the hip-hop culture, does not have this diss track sitting at the table with these other songs? You leave it up to these new niggas, they'll tell you Drake back-to-back is better than Drop a Gem on you. Like, that's I don't know why Drop a Gem on you is not as... Talked about as hit him up as either back down take over Jay Z's second song and Nas on Blueprint two. And want to talk about also how up Blood on the Wall by Joe Budden and everything. Like why isn't that song deemed as one of the greatest diss songs ever? Okay, first first let me let me rebuttal you right quick. I do not think Blood on the Wall is talked about as much as Drop a Gem on them. Okay, I'm just gonna say that. Water. I mean, I think that's me and you going to, that's us deep diving because we're Joe Budden fans, so we know this. But in terms of drop a gem gem on them, Mob Deep gets slighted because they were not a commercial crossover hip-hop. That's what slights them. So people, like if you say something like, for example, The Infamous is as good as Elmatic. People have a panic attack and a nervous breakdown. I don't know why. I don't know why though. Why? Why? No, 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 no. And and this is what I'm trying to say. They're being people are holding it against them that they never crossed over to a white mainstream audience. Every other group we talked about crossed over to a white mainstream audience. That's how you that's how you really, really blow. Right. And Mob Deep in the nineties never made music with the intention of saying, I want white people to like this. I want it to be crossover. I want right. this to be a hot 97 song that girls play. They they, they never wrote they hip hop to appeal to that kind of crowd. And it seems like people in history hold that against them. Like Drop a Jam is one of the most vicious, illest diss songs in history. How could you say you like Cute the bitch in You or Second Round Knockout? Songs where... Common and, and and cannabis did not say the name of the person they was dissing, but it was obvious who they was dissing, right? right. It was obvious. Right. Jump a Jim on them clearly. If you know what time it is, they were clearly talking about Pac, but they never said his name. That's why they were able to keep it on the album, because you, you just hear them rapping random lyrics. You don't unless you know it's specifically about Pac. You, you you just think they're just doing braggadocious rhyming. Sixty Gs worth of gun clapping. This is where I got a problem, because you said something that was very interesting. You were saying that Mark Deep got chastised, basically, for not doing radio-friendly songs. But when they attempted to do a song with 112, Hey Love, and all that, they got chastised for it. But here's the you know thing. I mean? Here's the thing. But here's the thing. I don't even think they got chastised. Like, Havoc, Havoc said this the time, he says, yo... The song that got the most spins in our career was Hey Love well, by 112. that. Because, I don't but, 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 you know, right, but here's the thing. That was a song where they literally made it and aimed it for commercial play, meaning they had to go out their they, they comfort zone to, to, right. to get that kind of radio play. But if me and you made my top 25 Marv Deep songs, Hey Love by 112 would never come up. It my would never is. make our list. That shit didn't make my playlist ever. It will never know. make out but you it's their most played song on commercial radio. And me they you don't actually, care about not only do men you don't care about it, nobody else care about that either. That's a fact. That's a fact. So, watch. Let's go ahead. Two songs out the gate, just flames, right? Like flame out the gate, flames. I think drop Ooh, a gem on them. I think drop a gem on them. Is more than a five-mic song. I think it's one of the greatest diss tracks of all time. I already told you what diss tracks I put it with. I put it mm-hmm. with Ether Take On My Back Down. Now, somebody want to say, this ain't even back down in either? <laughs> it's not? Why not? The time, you know what I'm saying? Big. I don't know if you niggas outside, but By the time when this song dropped, it was big. And Hadley tells a story about it on Vlad TV. I, mean, I hate to plug Vlad, but he, he talks about it, about how people felt about that song. And a lot of people were mad at them about that song. So, you know what I'm saying? I agree with everything my my brother just said. Um, Let's go ahead, man. Bloodsport, man. Um, Wow, track three. Um, Dope-ass beat again from Havoc. Havoc, again, sets off a five-mic verse. Yes, I'm going Havoc with a five-mic verse. And guess what? We all love Prodigy, as we should. But I do feel Hav does get slighted. On verses here and there where people will say P watches him on every verse, and that's not true with all due respect to P. I feel Havoc sometimes gets the big boy treatment in, 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 from outcast. Like Y'all niggas will put 150,000 at 5 and put Big Boy at 48. Y'all will put Prodigy at number 10 and Havoc at 55. You see what I'm saying now? I keep that progress into that dumb nigga. God bless. I know you can't sleep or rest behind that bullshit. Now you rock the best. Scared to death while you walking. Fuck up the talk and we straight up New Yorkin. A lot of shit. For man. And then P, man. I'm a maniac, brainiac, fanatic, the capable of combat. P. attack. And some Hot Wheels and shots on your back. This is brass, knuckles music to me watching I'm going in there with it. Brass, Knuckles, music to me, man. Talk to me, son. Bless what? Okay. Just to piggyback on what you said, because everything you said was right. Uh, Havoc set it off with a violent verse. Like, yeah, you're like, damn. They, who were they mad at? Like, they charged up. Like, they lit for this verse. But what? I'm going to cut you off. Would you agree with me on this, so what you said, right? Who were they angry at? Can we can we talk it up to East Coast West Coast talk? Can we talk it up to other niggas in, in, in the boroughs who, who might have fun them a little bit, who they had tension with, who they didn't rock with? Also, can we can we say that also? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say what 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 Havoc and Prodigy said about when they were making this album. His brother had died. A lot of their friends were getting killed. A lot of their friends were getting killed during this era. So their whole mindset was just ready for war. They, You know, pockets beefing with them. They caught up in the East Coast, West Coast stuff. They are in a verbal warfare, physical altercation beef with Keith Murray, Redman, and the Death Squad. I mean, that is just a fact. If you listen to Prodigy's verse, he is absolutely talking about Keith Murray. The verse is dedicated to Keith Murray. Who are you to throw your fist in Hit like a bitch run like a chick and take the whole shit? Then he said, "Me and my man pioneered this violent nigga rap shit." Yeah. Are they wrong for that though? No, no, they not wrong. 100 fact. They pioneered the violent nigga rap shit. Facts. I'ma say that. I'ma say because just ice pick stabbing. Like, I mean, they was talk. That's violent. That's right. The way they were talking about getting you was violent, yeah. torturous. Yep. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And and once again, and once again, Havoc with just this LB. Just, just, with all, all kind of stuff going on, man. Just, just crazy. I'm going to be real with you, man. We, we all, and I said this, I said this to you before, off air. I, and, I, and I really believe this. Con, and Conway comes to mind because I know how much he likes these spooky-ass beats, I would love for someone to ask Conway, since he don't talk to really pop niggas no more, I would like for Conway to ask him this, If one of you journalists out there, could get, get him asking this question, what does he think about Mob Deke's instrumentation on Hell on Earth? Like, I would like to know a Conway, because the beats are very spooky, grimy, and dark. I don't know where Havoc's mentality is when he's behind the boards making these beats, man. So are we in agreement that these Negroes are three for three, out the gate? Put it this way. If this is baseball, right, and they have no outs, this is the fourth <laughs> song about to come up because everybody, everybody just hit a home run. Your first, second, and third base, and your first, second, and third up all hit home runs. So you, you're coming up to the plate. You don't have to drive anybody in. All right? <laughs> every, every song out the park. Next song, Watts, extortion. M-E-T-H-O-D, man, Havoc sets it off again. Plus oh, wait, 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 say this. This is the fourth song in a row that Havoc sets off. Fourth right. in a row. Sticky Fingers always ends the songs in Onyx, right? And Havoc sets off a lot of songs with the Marble on this particular album. It's crazy how that works. But Havoc sets it off again, man. Plus you snitching. You ain't got no tires on me. I keep it strong while you scream where it is born, lying through your teeth, swearing on your firstborn. Jesus Christ, man. And P, man, I see that your best, man. Yeah, your MVP. You just play the front line, get struck out immediately. I wave a mob deep flag. Yeah, the sound of a slap swing. Like dogs. Havoc on the hook. Extortion is the key. I got the key for extortion. Spend your fortune. Give you a just course is course. like a bullshit? Good Lord, man. I have to be honest, man. The MVP of this particular joint, before you go watch, hold on. I gotta say, cow, man. Method man, I blame you, bitches, pee like extorting. You force in the hand that rocks the cradle, caution before you enter the shining representer, carry thirty six deadly shits. You fucking with the tough contenders or to the bone bristle. It don't matter if you bust rise or bust. Press loose. Talk to me. Why your mess? Knock it off, my nigga. Five Mike verse at the cow, man. Okay, before man. you even get there, can you please explain to people the production of this song? You know what? I, you know what? Watch, I'm gonna be real with you, man. And, and this is not for me and you. This is not breaking news for me and you because I think we were if anyone's heard us talk about Havoc, how high we hail Havoc and Eric Sermon. That's one thing about me and watch it. Yes, Primo, P Rock, Dr. Dre, because we love you niggas. We love you. We love you. But have niggas at the table with all you niggas. All oh, I'm sorry, he's at the table with P Rock, Premier, and RZA. I don't care. He's not he's not a nigga outside waiting to get in the door with these niggas, watch. Right? He is sitting at the table with the RZA, Premier and Dre and them. He just is. This is and, and, argument. and here's the this thing. And here's the argument. You can't make an argument against Havoc and say, "Well, he never produced with nobody big." Well, he produced for Nas. He like, produced Foxy. for Big. He Foxy. produced for the Wu. Like, come on, man. Come, come on. on. Me and you love Dog. What's our favorite song on Foxy Brown's first album? The Promise. And Havoc produced that. What's our favorite song on Curtis, Curtis 50 Cent? know <laughs> <laughs> the Clip. Come on man, It's all havoc, man. Like what did I do with that dog? This is one of my favorite songs of a life after death. Last days. One of my yeah. favorite popping of all time. Are you serious? Yeah. Like we I... started. Now, let's get let me get let me get to extortion. First of all, this is what makes the song ill. Um Havoc sets it off, of course. But when P goes, no rest. Dilly have to rock my vest? I've seen I'm no. the best man. Yeah, you MVP. Just the way he flowed. Just the way he householded yeah. coming up on that. And then what's crazy is, Havoc said, you know what? Let me get back up on this beat and drop, and drop a few bars. And that's when he right. said, Dirty Chordy like abortion. And then Johnny Blake's the Ghost Rider spits a... It's a fandom verse. Yeah, man. It's a verse. I'm so happy to do a song with Havoc. I'm going to represent. fact. We already told y'all when we talked about Method Man. Method Man in the 90s, man, his guest verses was so crazy. He was like the most in demand rapper the world in the 90s. And every time he showed up for a verse, he gave you fire. So, all you guys who, who, are, who are finding out about Method Man because you heard Lemon, and you're like, yo, this is dope. This dude, Method Man, could really rap. Well, we won 25 years ago. And, um, Extortion and hear how Metal Man gives it up. This is you another home run song. This is can another run song. Can we also agree that the hooks on this album are so underrated? The mob Geek No, okay, okay. Let me that give you another thing. Let's, Let's give you another thing. Havoc is a five Mike hook guy, and it's just not talking I about. Agree. It. I, I agree. Awesome. I, I I understand that. Havoc is a five mic hook guy. Remember, Havoc was doing the hooks on on. It was written on the yeah. songs he did with Nas. Yeah, he, he did the hooks for the promise. Yeah, he did, like Havoc on the hook. Not only is he producing the beat and laying the track is actually arranging the whole song with the hook. Yo, this is another super supreme song. And I know y'all listening like, Yo Burger, we remember that album ninety six. It wasn't all that. Yeah, that it was in ninety six while we was listening to it. The way we talking now, that's how we talked about it in ninety six. I know I did. That's a fact. That's a fact. What that's a fact, man. Um, next track man, wow. More Trice Life. This is being a part two of Trife Life One that was on the infamous Out al- album and storytelling, Watson. I'm going here for a second, and I feel like I'm beating a dead horse when I was going this bag, but I have to just say this to the listeners: you niggas with those slick Rick in there as you should. Ghostface, Big Nas, nice. all those brothers get love for the storytelling, man. But Mark Deep's storytelling is very. And when I say very, I have to highlight bold-faced letters, V-E-R-Y, very, very underrated. Um, what's funny, listening to Hadley talking about a female, but not simping and begging for the punani. What? This you mean he's awesome? not doing the drinks? He's not putting the Aubrey on us? That's a fact. He wasn't putting the Aubrey on it. He was not putting the Aubrey twist on it, my G. This beat is dark. And grimy. This was a movie. I can picture everything have said. This happened to a lot of cats. Okay? Havoc is at a chick's house, at the crib, and it's a set up. They got Havoc for ransom. I like how the beat stopped towards the end and then Havoc put the beat back in. I love little shit like that. Another fire song. Goodness he has Havoc Dolly on here, and he's killing it. Love more Tribe Life Part 2, man. A rainy day, laid up, thinking, sitting, getting bent, watching old seventies flicks. Who can't relate to that? When we just be chilling in the crib, watching Channel Five, and, 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 and you know, and, and one of them movies with Bill Cosby what? and Sidney Poitier come on, and you just <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like the whole story. And by the way, we know without even being said, this is how vivid this story was he told. We knew he was going to the projects to see a girl. The yep. way he tells a story. Yep. Oh, we knew he oh, we we was going into a building. Because yep. yeah, he breaks this down lovely. That's what makes a storytelling song dope. Now, I just have to ask you this, because you are someone who is high on storytelling, so am I. Recently, I got into a big debate on storytelling pertaining to Jay-Z and his song Meet the Parents. You who know Jay-Z's entire catalog, how would you compare the song Meet the Parents as a storytelling song, two more life havoc storytelling songs. I just like more tri- like more life more. Like I don't even have meet the parents at the table with this song or part one either. Like both Life songs is is washing meet the parents to me. I, I I don't understand that thread. I don't understand that kind of conversation. I love Jay, but I'm not gonna give that. I'm, not, I'm this, this shit meant the world to me. I gotta be honest, it meant the world to me when I heard apology on Infamous saying going through D's because D's ain't bagging me. Like, that shit went right the work for me. Having his talk. And let's be real. The locks on the, recent album, the album last year, the story, if you go back and listen to the locks on the story, it's very similar to More Trice flights It's very similar. Very similar. When they kidnapped Styles P and all this other shit, Had got kidnapped also in 96. So I'm just saying this song, Low Key, has a little influence on a lot of niggas. This song is, is, is five mics, man. I love More Trice Fights, man. I think it's a dope song. I love this song. Love it. And I'm glad they did a spun-up. I'm part two to it. I love it as a part two. But you know what? They low-key watch should have done what Redman did when he has the um, Superman Lover series. They could have made a more triflight series on every album. They could have. If they wanted to. That's just me thinking about the box. But they could have. So we both did agree with more triflight, a W. Well, boy. How about this? Is it even possible that the album gets stronger as the album goes? Just wow. It just make sense. You know, if I because you and I review so many albums from old to new to now that we see that a lot, and especially I, I, don't, I don't know how you feel. I, I'm gonna speak for myself for a second here. When we review certain artists' albums, this you know in this era, yeah, the first two J's gonna be bangers, and then the next four might be eh. And they gotta pick up the pace again and they slow down the pace. So what you're saying, the mob did not let their foot up the gas, in my opinion, on this album. From production to rhymes to hooks to guest appearances. Everything was a go. You know what I mean? So yep. That's what I feel, man. Um, next song Watts. Uh, man down you're in Big <laughs> noise, Um very creepy beat from Havoc, man very sinister, very dark. And when Watson said at the beginning of the show, one thing about the mob, especially Bandana P, he was going to take it If he had an issue with you or you said his name out of pocket, that boy did not care. Five-foot-three, five-foot-four apology was going to go in the booth and say exactly how he felt. And he took it there with the Keith Murray Redman Tupac Death Squad Boss from P. Live at the main event, may I present, screaming out loud for any squad that's deaf? That's yo, that's not even a subliminal to me. That's, that's, that's subliminal. not a subliminal. <laughs> Is that a subliminal? Nah, son, they get into the shits. They get into the shits, man. But I'm going to say this so watch. before I pass the mic to you. Half's verse was solid, but he didn't take it there the way P and Lloyd was about to take it there. You know what I mean? And one thing about I'm – I'm not saying he pulled the he pulled the Lloyd Banks. Where, when Banks didn't really want to have no words for, with Joe Budden and Fat Joe and them. You know what I mean? I mean, not, not I mean Jadakiss, pardon me. For Jadakiss and Fat Joe and them. You know what I mean? Um, Noyd's verse, man, he was not playing, man. Shout out to – I mean, yo – he was not playing at all. First of all, those dyke niggas and what was it with that spaced out shit are still a rocket in their ass and get them a lift. Like, did Noy have the best verse on him, my nigga? Is the first question I would ask. Okay, so before I even jump on what you're saying, explain to people how we felt or you felt about the production of the song "Man Down," dog. This is just a once again it's a very creepy beat, man. This is very dark, very sinister. It's very just gloomy. This is a five mic beat to me, man. I love Man Down beat. Uh, man Down is one of my favorite songs on this album, and that's weird okay. to say because every song is one of my favorite songs on this album, but okay. what made it, what I, why I love this song so much is because he was getting at They were getting at the Death Squad, and I knew it, so it used to get me hyped. Like you said, Big Noid was was, was on one for this one. Yo, nigga, Noy what the topic, yo? The topic is this. Let me start from the beginning at the top of the list. First of all, the dyke niggas with the space style shit. I think I'm it up for their ass and give them a lift Like, you ah. is ready ah. them. And let them. And let me tell you this for people who don't know. noise is 100% as real a street dude as you can think of. Whatever any heart or neighborhood in the world thinks about okay. a street hood project okay. dude Noid is that. That's what he is. So when he's rapping and stuff, this ain't him rapping what, what, what he thinks. You know, now you want to live my life. No, no, no. He was a guy living that no. street life. Let me ask you a question. Does Noid give you, not fully when I say his vibes, when I say his vibes, just Uncle Murder vibes a little bit? Yes. Yes. That's a good, that's, you know what? That's a real good analogy. And I'm going to take it a step further. I. I looked at Noah as the unofficial third member of the mob. I don't we think do. he ever lyrically let them go down. I saw any time he rapped with them, he was rapping on the same level as them, yeah. and I literally looked at him as an unofficial third member without question. And "Man Down" is just one of them songs, man, that get me hype. Another I did, I, one I did not know, song. But after all he is, I know. Him. I didn't know "Man Down" was one of your favorite joints in it. Very interesting. A lot exactly. of people are not going to say that. A lot of niggas will go to other songs and not going that bad. You know what I mean? I'm not mad but, but, sure. but here's why. Because I knew they'd be getting at the Death Squad. Because I remember the back and forth. Like, I'm listening to it. I knew so, Redman was getting at them on how high. And I was like, so, are they going to let that slide? They clearly was not going to let that slide. And so they again, fought at the tunnel. So once again, like we said, anytime the mob had issues, it was coming at They didn't care. They got at Tupac. And drop a gem on them, and they got a death squad on man down. We are not playing that. And you gotta, I gotta respect their bad. I gotta respect their bad. Um, next song, watch, get enough of it, featuring General G, A.K.A. LG. Let's be clear on that. Yo, Another... thank, you, thank you for tell, Thank you for telling people that that's L G. That's the L <laughs> G that has no... yo. Shout out to Elegy. Elegy has never stopped making hip hop records, B. Let me Thanks. just tell you that right now. Elegy has never. Elegy from Portland. Y'all want to know? Elegy from Thanks. BK. Not from D.K. BK. Facts. Watch another sinister beat from Havoc. Havoc again. Dope verse flow. Left to right, protect the light, guard my castle when going at you. Take it to the cats if I have to. It's the hassle. Jealous thugs, I suppose, please, turn this ass to Swiss cheese. L.O.G. had a dope verse to me, man. And then P-verse is just a verse of gun survival tactics. If I want to go to hell <laughs> <laughs> We shut it down like the news and blast like fresh text out the boxes. The outbox get suplex, take notes, snicker, Best check the index, look over anything that might have missed, like yo. And then heavy came back with a dope ass second verse, drop some more bars, man. This is a dope song, can't get enough of it, man. Let me just say this, cause you, you, you everything you said is a hundred percent right, but I'm gonna tell you how I heard it. Alright, was Cab was the MVP because of that second verse. Okay. Agree, that agree, second agree. verse agree. made havoc the rapping MVP of this song. I don't even know that. why he decided to jump back in and give us a second verse, but that second verse is fire. So, this is just another fire song, historic song, because this is when Elegy was calling himself General G. And I'm right. glad you tell everybody this is Elegy. You know what I'm saying? Because Prodigy never stopped. You know what's crazy? Prodigy worked with L G for the rest of his life after this. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I want to go highlight yeah. this on Alchemist and in the sky, remember that? Yes, you know, yes, down. yes. Yeah. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Um next on oh Boy. Nighttime Vultures featuring Ray the chef. Now are we shocked that Ray is on back to back Deep albums? Of course not. Because the Mob. Rock with the Wu and the Wu rock with the Mark. You got Met the Man on Extortion and you got Rayquan on his joint. Rayquan was also on two joints on the infamous album. But let's be Eye for an Eye and, uh, what was it, Right Back Out with the other joint with Ghostface on there. You know what I mean? Um, how Havoc put the Vultures in the beginning of this song was pure genius, in my opinion, man. Listen, P sets it off this time. Not Havoc, is probably sets it off. I rose early morning, spread my wings, yawning. Vague memory of last night. Now it's all dawning. Looked down and see all um, the blood on my garment. It stained all my guest farm. It's like, ah, this is a guest era, too. I was still rocking guests. Ava Rex with all this in this era. Let's be clear on that. That 98 shit for your answer list. Nigga, P, where you headed? It's time to pass, kids. Think about that. This nigga said, I kicked the 98 shit. In the year 1996. So this nigga's two years advanced, basically, when he's a the Rats Pass niggas already. That's ill, man. Havoc on the hook, five mics. And then Ray Korn with eight shit on here. You crush grills, dollar bills, swag suit on, screwed on, screw on dry cell nigga with his loot on. Like, good Lord, man. Havoc did not drop a verse, just a hook on here, but I love nighttime vultures. Watch, talk to me. Now let me tell you what's so ill about nighttime vultures. P sets his verse off strong, but you could—it's like he was warming up his jump shot. Because as the more he started rhyming and the more he got into it, he started getting iller. The rhymes got raw, and he just started killing it. Like just, just, just P went crazy on this man. I love the way. The relationship between uh, the Wu and the Mob, 1995 Source Awards. Ghost oh. and Ray come on stage. They make sure they bring Mob deep on stage with them. These are our little homies. They brought them on stage to like, yeah, this is the connect right here. All y'all watching this, this is what we rocking with. You know what I'm saying? Um, like you said, for, for just a phenomenal verse. By P. And then Ray. Okay, so now I'm gonna say this. Rayquan has one of the most unique illest flows in hip hop history because it's his. It's all, like nobody that's like Rayquan. Rayquan has his own unique flow. Agree. Agree. And, and, we, listen, you know what's funny? We say Nas. We, we can hear the rock cam and G rap out of Nas, right? We can't say that about Ray. Ray don't sound like nobody for real, son. <laughs> Ain't no one. Listen, listen. listen. Yo, 8-0-1> cross 12 dollar bills, shrimp suits on, school on, dry sell niggas with his blue on, watch this, I've ah. done, watch this, scope scope out my block shit, diamond on ah. some H&O block shit. Like, ah. it's just, a h and that H&O block line was my shit right there, nigga. H&O block line, you crazy. Crazy. Yes. crazy. Wow. yeah. Crazy. By the way, so, like you said, Havoc production, the vultures genius. How he put that in yeah, there, man. Genius, and, then, the and then was like, "Yo, I got something for y'all. Yo, you and Prodigy just gonna go go in on this." And and listen, and, and I think Havoc is so cool like that. with like, yo, fam, I rap. I'm a, I'm a rapper and a producer. Don't get it twisted. But I don't mind. I'm still a part of the joint, either, either, either if it's a hook or the beat. My name is still going to be talked about. And I love Havoc for that, man. I love Havoc for that, man. You know what I mean? It does. Um, next song, watch. God, How many mics God. you giving this song? How many mics you giving Nighttime Vultures? I got five mics, though. For me. <laughs> for me. For me. I can't speak for no one else. But for me, I got a five mics, man. For me. Yo, my man, let um, me just tell you something right now. They have not missed at all. Like, like when I say at all, like, like I told you, the album seems to get stronger as it goes I, on. That's, that, that's a fact. Because now we going to Godfather Part 3, man. And let me say this, man. <laughs> In the 90s, man, a lot of niggas, our hip-hop Bible movie is Scarface. Let's be clear on that. Every nigga loves Scarface, man. And for this maniac, crazy nigga, Havoc, to sample a Scarface movie sample and make it sound the way he made this shit sound is fucking crazy, man. And P sets this up lovely. This is like stick-up kid music to me, man. Like, keeping you niggas in perspective. Bob, representative. Call me the specialist, professional, professor at the rap science. Up in a laboratory because your small rhymes boring. God, man. If you're looking for P, well, you can find him. Everywhere in a project near you, I'll be right there. The nigga said if you're looking for P, well, you're going to find him everywhere in a project near you, I'll be right there. God damn it, man. I had with a dope verse, but I got to be real, man. P is the MVP clearly on this song. I keep it tall. But hold on. think it's co MVP on the strength of him taking a Scarface movie and a sample from this movie. And making it sound the way he did, man. Five Mike song, Godfather Part Three, man. Yo, if you read the lyrics, you might think Prodigy was on his lyrical miracle bag. Lyrical miracle, Before you before you go, P has done it from time to time. P can get a lyrical miracle bag. He can. Don't get it twisted. He could. No, but the point is. When P goes lyrical miracle, because he delivers his rhymes so raw, so street, so hard, so hard, that you're not even peeping that it's lyrical miracle. Like you said, he sets this shit off lyrical miracle, but it's so hard, you're not even recognizing it. Think about it. All right, now pay attention to this crime, Rom, Houdini, please. when you niggas in perspective, law, oh. oh. call corporate specialist, professional, oh. professor, get this vast science. Open oh. the laboratory. Oh. That's why you're small, Ronnie. That's your that's a lyrical miracle, miracle, but he yeah. delivered it so raw that you your you it, it and and didn't even poop it. But me and you, peep And, it. Oh, <laughs> and let, 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 let's let be real. Let's be real. P also will let you know. Not even talking to if you if you move the Grammy talk and street talk, P will also let you know that I'm nice on the mic. He always throw them little bars in there that I'm nicer than niggas. He would tell you that. You know what I'm saying? Don't get it twisted. Yeah, man. I, uh, so wait a minute. Wrong, so, so first End of, of all. First of all, this is a five mic hook. Yo with the yes. QBC. go oh, a yeah. oh, yeah. part three. QBC Sip, Lombacar T. Heavy on the wrist. Q Blink, my ice rink, drama we bring. Yo, that's the small ball, thing. Ball thing. Now yeah, let me yeah. tell you where I disagree with you, brother. I love Havoc's verse. Love it. Yeah. I think <laughs> it is cool to Prodigy's verse. It gets me hype when Havoc's verse come on. Hey yo, Ron Bacardi getting back, crash the party, handle Bia bringing it to anybody. Like, I love this t- I love this song, man. Like, I love every aspect about the song. This is yet another five mic song. And by the way, nobody flips Star Faces still half. Because half nobody. Hold on, hold on. Be clear. None of you niggas. None of you because, niggas. Because, because I it, mean, keep it, keep none of you niggas. Because on the next album, he flipped a Scarface intro on It's Mine with Nas. Right. He did it again. And in the L-Way. Come on, man. He's l with Like, Havoc is with it, man. He's taking movie yep, samples yep, yep, yep. and making incredible beats, man. Stop it, Fob. Wait a minute. There's something else he did that I'm going to tell you that really shows you how ill he is as a producer. We're going to get to yeah. that in a second. But, um... Just another incredible song. Like at this point, when we talking every fucking song we are gonna talk about from the rest of this album, it's five mics. So let's get that. That's out there. Let me just get that out the I'm not gonna ask you it five mics anymore. Every song we talk about for the rest it's of this album is five it's mics. Five. Let's be clear it's on five. that. It's five. Now let's go to get dealt with, man. It's Let we say this, man. Right. This is one of the best beats on this project. This is a underground gem beat that no one talks about. Niggas are talk about Shook Ones beat. Niggas are talk about Survival of the Fittest beat. And I got it for eye. and I get it, man. I'm cool with that. But this beat is on some next shit, man. Niggas is talking about cutting your throat, hand on hand combo. This is like stomp out Tim's music, man. What Pete said I threw him up against the wall and put a hole in his face so big it almost took his whole face off, like. This is violent music. <laughs> no, my nigga, this is really violent music, man. The nigga piece that got you running, dodging, covering, sheltering, bullets wrapping through the fabric of his shirt. It's melting in like,
1: and then Havoc,
0: man. This ain't a card game. Put it in perspective, it's the same. Put two and two together, Mark Deep is one. name. Yo, I love Get dealt With man. Let me say this. This is one of my favorite songs on the project, man. I'm not going to hold you. It does not get talked about enough, but I love. Get Dealt With, man. Love it. Get Dealt With is one of the most sinister, violent rap songs ever made. Now, let me get back to the piano. Havoc on the piano. So for people who are old enough to know my piano references, Road to the Riches, Il Piano, The Symphony, The Symphony, Il Piano. Let me tell you, man, the piano on here it's Dope. so sinister Dope. and Dope. eerie. Like Jesus Christ, the piano on this violent nigga rap shit that he was spitting, and then have went ham. And let me tell you something else. Then Pete had to jump back in. Pete jumped back in for a quick little second verse that was fire. Like like you said, this is one of the most, put it this way, this is for Mob Deep fans. If you are a real Mob Deep fan of their music and their catalog, you gotta know this song. This song is, yep. this song to me captures the tone of this album, what this album was about. Because this is as violent and as raw as it gets. You know what I'm saying? Like, dogs, every song, man, is ice pick, stabbing, and they yep. upset. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's another That's one. Right. Super five-mic song. No question. Um, Next song, watch. The theme continues, like you said, brother. Um, This is just five-mic songs coming out, coming out our face, like, bam, 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 bam. Like the Drake and I'm saying out our head top. This is five-mic songs coming out our head top. Um, hell on earth, man. Havoc on the five-mic hook. Let me say it again. Five-mic hook from Havoc. Yo, what's hell on earth, who's next gonna be the first? The project is frontline and the enemy is one time. It ain't hard to tell. You're It's right in front of your eyes. So Yo, couple, listen, come on man. You just got, like you said, five, five, that's a five mic. Let's go. Let's go. Before Pete even goes there, man, the saga begins <laughs> Begin war. I draw for his glory, be the first to set it off. Of course. Tap on, jaws, lay down laws. We talking with you and we do jokes. Rush the doors? Yo, my nigga, let me say something. You can't even talk to me and Watson if you don't know that bar. If you don't know the first couple bars on hell on earth, we can't really talk, my nigga. Blood flood your eyes, fuck up your optics. Nine pounds, we rocked it. Nine six straight back with some more hot shit. And that's facts. Nine pounds, we rocked it. 9-6, straight back with some more hot shit. That is a 100% truth. And then, my nigga, dog, Havoc, man. You rep the QBC. Niggas rep yours. It's all love. Millie stacked down, heavily guarded by all of They cracked down on one of be dogs, and that's the gas out and bowed out. Slow the fuck up. See how foul found out? Dog, because it's a small world, and niggas talking like bitches. Bitches singing like snitches, pointing you out of pictures, man. And then, <sighs> Prodigy second verse, man. Jesus, Lord have mercy. man. Yeah, wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. Uh, uh, is this one of Prodigy's greatest verses? It's one of them, man. Bull on my kicks, shit on my knife. You know, wild child, kick go turning men into mice. Shut down your operation, close for business. Leave a foul taste in your mouth, like, Guinness. This rap artist used to be a sick up artist. Sometimes I test myself, see if I still got it. A lot of niggas on point never disregards you and forget the essence from which I emerged, being sick. So say that bullshit with the birds. Five mics, man. That's all I got, wise. Five mics, man. I'm done, man. Five mics. Five, Five to mics. Listen, brother, I ain't your average cat. Fuck rap. I'm trying to make cream, in that cream and that's that. Whatever it oh. takes, however it got to go there. Oh no. Oh, my my motherfucking oh. Y'all serious? Y'all serious? Yo, y'all want to debate how prodigies lyrics sounded compared to how I sounded? Well, i tell y'all how. We're it was written. Prodigy was born for poor, with Nas in 1996. Mm. It was can Nas, which I think is Nas' greatest album. I'm telling you, Prodigy's delivery, the way he raps his raps, it's equal to the lyrical poetry style of Nas when it was written. Like, y'all, y'all can't tell me my ears is deceiving me. Yeah, lyrical man. Was written already. We're reviewing this album right now, and we haven't found a song that's. Let me ask you you a question, because I had a a Twitter back and forth with people on social media when I said this, right? I said the infamous is sitting at a table with Illmatic, right? Some niggas agree, more people agree and disagree, right? But more people, a lot of people, some people disagree. Or I had three people disagree with this. What I said in '96, I played Marv Deep just as much as I played. It was written. Like I can't. I, if a nigga told me it was, they felt it was. Um, um, Hell on Earth a little bit more. I can't get mad at that because I think it's a five mic album also. So niggas was it was was saying I was reaching, just saying this is sitting at the table, or just as great as it was written. That's once again. Just the legendary status of Nas. Because Nas is considered the greatest rapper who ever lived, and Illmatic is arguably considered the greatest album ever, people are just like in shock. Like, it shocks their system to hear that there are people who say, yo, hold up. I remember when Ilmatic came, came out. I remember when Infamous came out. I I can make a case. I knew people played the Infamous more than Illmatic because the Infamous spoke more to them. Just, that's just how it was, man. Right, right. Uh, I'm not taking anything away. Listen, we reviewed Illmatic. Nobody that we interact with on social media can tell me and Three Lettermen anything about Nasir Jones in the 90s. Y'all damn sure can't tell us nothing about them all, Okay? And I'm here to tell you, Prodigy in the 90s was going ball for ball with Nas on every single song they ever got on. That's just a fact. Like, like, what are you gonna say? You can And then, and then he was on albums that were just as good as every Nas album. I don't care what no is say, what no Talisa surprise say, what no nothing says. <laughs> I'm telling yeah. you, what did you was rhyming with them dudes like that. And Nas knew because Nas was on the, on that three album run on every right. song. Move, right. move. Ask Nas about P. Let's get to the next right. song, brother. It's funny you said that. Give Up Fast featuring Nasir Jones and Big Noia. Let me say this, man. Nas killed this shit, man. And all I can think about is, damn, what if we'd have got a a, a Nas mob deep album in, like, 99, 2000? Just Nas and the mob and having to do the full production. That would have been crazy. But I got to give Nas, man. Nas killed this shit, man. Got out the airport. The mob picked me up in the truck. Jewelry junkie like fuck it. I ain't scared to get stuck. So it's the deal poppy here. The fans almost got me. Like now I was flowing on here, man. I need a suite with flowers, me at Trump Towers. Sit at a table. We can build for hours of getting riches of clinch. Take a glimpse. The world is yours red all over the blimp. And then Havoc, man. you mental deeper. You ain't having it in me neither. This drama ain't got top of Oh my God. I thought Havoc's verse was fucking phenomenal on here, man. The noise verse was kind of short. I like P verse was solid. In order, uh, why I would have Nas with the best verse. I got Havoc number two, P three, and Noy number four. Talk to me. Nas with the Scarface reference is so funny because yeah. because sample yeah. because Havoc sampled, cause, yeah. cause I, cause sampled uh, Scarface on Gld Part uh, Three. This is uh, yet another great collaboration. Uh, like I said. What someone who I consider the unofficial third member of Mobb Deep during this 90s run yeah, was yeah, Big Noid. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? First of all, this is Big Noid on a song with Nas. On the first album, Big Noid was on a song with Rand Ghost. So that just goes to show you how much they fucked about Big Noid. That when they came yeah. with the greatest rappers of that ever, they're like, yo, Noid's our man. He on here, too. And nobody got a problem with that, right? Nope. Um, I, this, I this, is yet, this is yet another five-mic song. Again. And y'all like, oh, y'all overrating it. it. Every song can't be five mics. And you know what? You're right. Every song can't be five mics. But let's say we gave five mics to three songs that are four and a half. There's still 11 other songs on here right? you All right? Y'all going to have to find the songs that are not five <laughs> mics and make a strong case against it. Uh, just a, another dope collaboration. Now, but I will say this, since we can compare. There's four MCs on this song, right? Yes. I think I, for, I think I for and I was a better four-man song than this song. I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. Okay. I agree. All right. I agree. Just, just, so just so y'all don't think we act like this is the greatest, 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 and, and there's no... That's my criticism. Their previous song with Nas was better than this song with Nas. That's my I'll be. I'll be criticism that. of this song. I would agree with that. Now, I can make the argument that Yes, we're sitting here talking about all these songs, right? And we have two more songs left. And the song that I'm about to get into, that we, we and you are about to talk about right now, is a song that we heard before Hell on Earth dropped. Let's be clear. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Clue, man. Clue was really big on these mob joints before the, before these albums dropped, man. Still Shining, um, Havoc. This is one of your greatest beats ever, I know, once again, niggas will go to shook ones. I can make the argument. This is number two over-survivalist to say this. I can make that argument. I'm not saying I'm fully right. I am not say I can make that argument. Havoc, there's no way. I-, I can imagine niggas' facial expressions when you were cooking up, smoking the joint. It's probably smoking out of Phillies or White Owls or something. This is a White Owl era. part of 9 6 Yeah, This is the White Owl era. Let's be clear on that, right? So I can imagine the other niggas when you drop this being and like, them head this shit. Niggas are like, oh my god, like this had to be a go when you when you and P were going through the beats that you had. This is what's so like we, we're, we're rapping on this, fresh out the motherfucking pack. To so all my niggas, uncivilized are and are civilized, we took the shake, moved the weight, the weight across the tri-state. Them jump niggas bringing shook up up the cook type, special deliverance. Sending Shots through your act Vicar. I don't know who made accuracy popular. Was it Biggie or Mob Deep? It's between like the Mob and Big who made... I'ma keep it. I thought it might have been Ray. I thought <laughs> <laughs> it might have been Ray. When Ray said it. Okay. So I'm going Marv, Mob, Ray, and Big. Between them three right there, some tasty New York niggas thirsty for cheddar you shine in, you get your juice ticking with your hill sweater. That's Tommy, a figure for you new niggas. That's how I am, man. That niggas is whale figures now, like myself included. Keeping these rap fans like crack scenes. <laughs> I love this line. Keeping these rap fans like me and Watson like <laughs> crack scenes until we re up and put more infamous up the rap scene. That's Miracle Lyrical for Party Again. Then he goes into a mixture of Coke rhymes and Grease. Like baking soda? Albums of G-Packs selling across foreign waters? My mom picks is like dime bricks. Satisfaction, guaranteed real shit. Rap annoy, we meet you at the top, kid. And once we're all on top, ain't stop stopping it. This is a fucking phenomenal verse. The hook of the ladder of successful texture built and destroyed still shining, still climbing. Havoc! six. Six of the motherfucking year, two G the mark got of lock with the master key. One life combination didn't say, it's on. Get the little motherfuckers spread up but it's on. The forty-first got the heat with the niggas that Thursday the forty-first side over the QB, and then Prodigy comes back with I don't like my nigga. I don't even know what to say man. Put holes in your shirts like Jamaican clothes. It's like the nigga said, fuck them. Yo yo, like, yo, yo, yo 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 yo. Can you please explain how ill that line is right there, man? So, you have Jamaican lineage. It's just, you know how real that line is? Of, <laughs> really? How many times does a nigga got to get shot up to get the so, like, whole thing? What is he saying? Let, let's be clear. Some of my West Indian people out here. Feel me on this. A lot of times, especially in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, I, I, I know this one fact. A lot of my Jamaican family, they didn't go to any, when, when they moved, when they, when they decided to move, to the United States of America, they all went to New York City. I don't know what it is about New York and West Indian culture, but they go hand-in-hand to this fucking day, right? We're talking about Travel Fox era. We're talking about Patrick Ewing coming to the next running-down New York City era. All my uncles, and including myself as a shorty, before 1996, had the Fishnet Church the, like and, and it had holes in it. And put holes in your shirt like Jamaican clothes? My nigga, who thinks of that shit like that? you got to be a sick fuck to make that coalition to put, put holes in your shirt like Jamaican clothes. Fuck the myth, the science of numbers, and how I live. If we ain't get the mathematics, something got to give. It's <laughs> a little chemical, man. man. It just makes it sound raw. You know what? This is what makes prodigy crazy, man. He's spinning some lyrical miracle bars on here, but he's not spitting it in a nerd sounding no, way. No, no. And that's what's throwing no. everybody off. Yeah. What you got, man? I, I that's all I got, watch. Uh, you you too much. You one hundred percent summed it up. And let me just say this. The opening bars to Havoc's verse is is it's perfection. Just think, I said it nine six to the motherfucking year two G. The mob got it locked with the master keys, okay. word life combination to the safe. It's on. Uh, Get that loot yeah. motherfucker. Spread, spread love, spread love when you me. on. Uh, I mean, I mean, to me, who, who, does anybody disagree with that? Who no, I, don't. I don't. What he I said. Don't. I don't like come on, B. This is just incredible writing on both of them, and like you said, Havoc's production are still shining. Oh brother, <laughs> is this one of his most favorite? That one of the beats that till you know niggas will be going to the outdated beats and outdated bars and shit like that. Dog, this shit still sound fresh in my fucking ears, man. I'm sorry, man. It just does, B. It, it does. It's one of my favorite songs in 96. It's still shining. Like, am I wrong for saying broken language is still shining or hand-in-hand hand with the hottest song in 96? I mean, can I make that oh. argument? Yes, you can. You can make that argument. Come cool, on, man. Um, last song, Watts, Apostle Warning. Again. Again. This is crazy. Dude, can, can I say in 96? Was, if we're going production producers of the year, I'm not reaching when I say Havoc is is the best producer. That, see, I'm thinking, I, I, I took that long pause, because I want to make sure I give Riz his goddamn respect. You dig what I'm saying? But can Havoc be one of the MVPs of production tip in 96? Uh, yes, he can. I mean, because when, when you said the Riz, I'm thinking you would basically have to compare Iron Man production to oh. to to this production. <laughs> let's, let's, let's see, let's see. And remember, like this he had True I Master, he, he had true Master, and 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 Fourth Disciple. Oh, okay, it was Mathematics. They 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 did a couple of joints. Having did this whole album. Wow, that's a great point, Watts. Wow. Uh, and one of my favorite so, produced songs on Iron Man was Fish, and the Wizard did not produce Fish. That was that, that was two master. Wow. So all right, so all right, if we're going by that criteria and which how you broke that down love me. and what you and I like how you you said that. And that's no shake to Rizzo, is the facts of watching this thing. It, it happened happen on Iron Man. Like the Rizzo does get mad and who text them also. Cause a lot of you niggas we haven't touched that album yet and I can't wait to have, have that discussion. Because truth be told, yes, the Rizzo did a lot of dope beats but a lot of niggas did dope beats on that project also. Well, talk to me, man. Apostle Warning, man. What you got, man? I thought Prodigy's fucking—he uh, owned this track. Like, have let P just ride out and, and and do you, my nigga? Basically. Let me just say something about Apostle Warning. It's one of my favorite Prodigy verses of all time. I'm not mad, mad at that. Oh, I'm not mad at that. Time. It is a song that I remember when I first heard. I'm like, I right, this beat is crazy. I like it. Um. And once Prodigy started rhyming, you're like, okay, wait a minute. He's still rhyming. He hasn't stopped. And it just sounded like he was getting iller and iller and iller. And you're just like, my God, Prodigy is great. Now, let me tell you this, man. I got a Prodigy's apostle warning going against any verse written in 1996. And I know for whatever the reason is, I, that, that's how much I love that verse. That's how much I love Prodigy's verse on Apostle. And I thought Prodigy turned up. I don't know what was going on, what he was thinking about, but he got It This is a world, war song. One of my favorite Prodigy verses of all time is this verse on Apostle's Warning. So now, how many of you going to be this album, three? Man, I got this with an undisputed. There's no way we're not playing halves. We're not doing strong for, strong this, strong that, oh, just barely got this. We're not playing myself on the show today. But, me, wait a minute. This album doesn't have any skits. And I hear people say, no. oh, Do- wow. dope skits make albums dope. Where were the skits? No skits. We're getting straight to it. We're so let me ask you: Would you consider would you consider the beginning of Godfather Part Three a skit when they was like blah blah when uh? When, no, no. like he was shooting people up the roof? <laughs> <laughs> nah, it wasn't like that at all. I met the man and Ray and, and all the Michael and all that. Not, not those kind of conversations, man. But to answer your question Watts, I got this as an undisputed five mic album. I think it's a classic album. To so go from infamous to this, this is almost like you know this is a, this is a dark album. It's dark and gloomy, and I say that in the most respectable way, but the bars, the rhymes, the getting that niggas that issues with you know what I'm saying, and I' tell you why, and I'm good, good, yes, yes. and I'm gonna tell you why people don't understand the greatness of mob Deep. Ever since we started the verses, right, and the rappers will be doing verses and their songs versus songs, you have a lot of people who pride themselves on they know their hip hop and they make their cases why it's so difficult to beat LL because LL is gonna do all his songs that the girls want to hear that people know. Well, that's what hurts Mob Deep because if Mom Deep is like yo and Prodigy does Apostles Warning, all somebody got to do is do literally any random song that got radio play, and more women will know it unless they are a mob Deep fan. So this album was made in the era where people were making songs for women. They were trying to cater to women. That's what people were doing in hip hop in the mid nineties. Going hard, Biggie did it, Pop did it. Like they were trying to make songs to appeal to women. Heavy D made his career over it and there's nothing wrong with that. But what I'm saying is mob Deep wasn't thinking about that. Like yo man, you think you think the girls gonna like this? You think they're gonna play this at the party and throw it on? Come on man, we got to do something to get them to like us. You know what Styles P keeps telling Davies? Yo, you got to make the women like you. You got to do something for the thing. Yeah. Dave Davies, you don't got no album like hell on earth, Davies. So that's another reason why this album is so classic because it went against the grain. For right. Nas to pop this, Nas needed the most. Uh, popular rapper of the time in 1996. And guess what? It was the Fugees and Lauryn Hill. That's Y'all not ready for that conversation, right? right? The, how popular they was this group. They needed Lauryn Hill to set off Nas's song to pop it off because she was more popular than Nas in '96. That's impossible. You can't say that, but she was, though. She was. The Fugees was the most popular group in the world. The point is, Mob Deep ain't have to do none of that, man. They made a straight, raw, violent, dark, gritty album that me and you just reviewed, and we could not find a flaw in it. Let me give you a basketball analogy. It's a man who surf, like his basketball analogies. Here's the basketball analogy. <laughs> this album is like watching Kyrie Irving play right now, offensively. Wow. He has I, like I like that. Was an offensive game. When you like watch how he play, you won't be like, nah, he don't got no left. He don't got no jump shot. He can't drive. He can That's like that's what this album is. Hawks, beats, like leverage, rhymes, everything. This, like is one of the, this is one of watch this. This is one of the greatest albums of the nineties. I agree. I told totally you. Of the decade of the nineties. I agree with that. I agree with that. So and it don't get, get as loud as don't, it, it don't get us flowers. People don't. It don't get us flowers. People don't talk about it. Well, here we talking about it. This album is sitting at the table with so everybody understands what we're talking about. Reasonable doubt, and it was written. I what really y'all to oh, say, put yeah. on, hold on oh, the table. Yeah. Oh, and Iron Man, and Iron Man, and Muddy Waters. No, no, no. You know had... the only reason why I said the only reason why I said L-matic and 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 reasonable doubt is because Jay Z and Nas have taken on a whole new. Okay, I see what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Said, like, like, I like it's you, like that's you. the easy fallback go-to right. answer. So I want people to understand what was going on in '96. How long, Earth? Easily, easily off no right. the table, but it was made reasonable doubt. This is why I want y'all to go back to me and Watson's 1996 Hip Hop Appreciation Talk. Let's go PSA, 1996 Hip Hop Appreciation. And we talk about all the ill albums in 96. And I guarantee you the way we're speaking about Hell on Earth, like in in in, 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 a, in a detailed format like we do, the way we're just, we're just freestyling shit up on top of our dome on 96 Talk. But this album is just up there, man. I love this album. You niggas need to knock it off and stop acting like, Listen, I love Nas, I love H.O. Don't get it. I love It Was Written. I love Reasonable Doubt. But I, Hell on Earth meant the world to me, and to revisit this album today, and to talk about it, and go back and listen to it thoroughly, and, and catch this and catch that again, it was just a it was just a dope feeling. It took me back to '96, man. And, and one more thing, watch. Look at the the competition of people in '96, though, man. You had Outkast, you had Ghost, you had Fugees, you had so many ill dudes out here, man. Tupac, all eyes on me, didn't drop that year. Like, you had a lot of crazy artists that was running amok in 96. So, yeah, man, we're both in agreement. Shout-out to R.I.P. Prodigy again, man. R.I.P. motherfucking Bandana, P. Havoc, you a monster. Um, brother, your production on here is just crazy, man, crazy. And we want to make sure we get to you. Your flowers, man. You know what I mean? Um, Speaking of flowers, man, um, I want to go into a conversation that I feel needs to be had right now. And once again, plugging this again, if you go to me and Watson's top 30 rappers in the 80s, right? There was a particular group that we spoke about. I forgot the numbers where we ranked them. Where well, they were ranked and they were definitely talked about because these brothers meant a lot to us. Um, before the Rockem KRS One Slick Rick G Rap Era came, I want to—I would say before Rockem, I want to—I want to call this Desmond Watts. First off, I want to say R.I.P. Prince Marky D. And I think it's—it's it's fitting for you and I to have this discussion because we lived that Fat Boys era. We lived that UTFO era, Houdini era. We lived that era. You dig know what I'm saying? Um, first off, um, I would like to get your thoughts on the Fat Boys. Get your thoughts. Let's, let's talk let's get in depth. Talk here and conversate um, about Prince Marky D, man, and what he meant to me and you. Crush Crew, of these movies and all that. You know, what did Prince Marky D mean, mean to the to the culture, man? We lost. A, we lost a legend, man. This feels like some of my preteen years are dying with me. When one of the uh, lead members of Houdini passes away, when Prince Mark and D of the Fat Boys passed away, it is just as impactful as when Jam Master J was taken yeah. away from us. Like it, 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 it took away a very, very important, impactful time in my life Regarding hip-hop. Remember this is a time when hip-hop is still new Fat boys when the fat boys came out no award show acknowledged the existence of hip-hop So imagine watching the Grammys American Music Awards all these award shows and hip-hop is never even mentioned It's like it didn't exist Right. Like they, they was treated it like there was no such thing as this music. Yet right. it's the most played music. Black people my age is listening to. That's all we listening to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Outside of Michael Jackson and Prince, it was hip hop. Michael Jackson, Prince, winning Houston, and hip hop. You know what I'm saying? That's, That's right. what was going down. Yeah. Um, they get lost because we talk about Run DMC a lot because Run yes. had his uh his Run yes. had his show. Mm -hmm. His his, Run had his show. Uh, Russell Simmons is his uh, brother. He could keep the Run-DMC name alive, right? But let me be clear when I tell you this. I didn't differentiate Fat Boys and Run-DMC in 1984. When they was both out, they both meant the same to me. They meant everything to me. I can listen to... I can listen to Rock Box and I can listen to Brrr, Stick'em, Stick'em. And let me just tell you something about that song that, that me and three just said Brrr, Stick'em, Ha Ha Stick'em. That is a Smithsonian
1: hitbox song.
0: Let, let's, let's be clear on this something right quick. Watch. We're from the beatboxing era. We are from that era. Where me and you were in school. Niggas was beatboxing, while niggas was rapping, banging on a lunch table. That's when niggas talk about it. We live that era of banging on the school table, beatboxing. This, that, and the third, man. And, and, and can we listen? We lost one of the fat boys a couple years ago, right? And to lose a second one, I think. Um, cool I think other brothers still alive. Um, the second rapper, on it, the Dawson brother, I think he's still alive, and everything like that. And I, and it's so interesting to hear you say brother Stickum. You said it's a Smithsonian song, correct? Uh-huh. There's not a nigga alive in our age bracket. Can't tell me you're wrong on that comment. You cannot be in our age group and tell me that you know, what just said is not true. I this, did, is I, the you, thing, you this is outside. the thing about 80s hip-hop. This is the thing about 80s hip-hop where people don't know, especially when you're out our age group. It was so impactful. Like, that song, I can just tell you what we were doing. Me and my cousin, me and my, my friends on the block, being outside in a cipher, everybody, and we're all beatboxing and doing Back. the human beatbox and we're Back. rapping the fat boys. We're going to rock the beatbox with the first funky rhythm. <laughs> that, yo, I, I don't even know. Three, how can we explain to these guys how oh, important that song was? What, what, well, see, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go ahead. And this is not me throwing shade watts when I say this, all right? I feel Dougie Fresh, for whatever reason, gets more love for the beatboxing, for whatever reason that is. And I'm not mad at that, but can I make the argument that we got to really put respect on the, the beatboxing name, though? No. And we really need to put respect on this man's name when um, it came to beatboxing. No? When it comes to beatboxing, I, I, personally, I personally – Hold on. Before you go watch, I would love to know what, what, what Rozelle feels. I would love to know who influenced Rozelle in beatboxing. okay? Hey, listen. I take nothing away from Dougie Fresh beatboxing, Okay. Dougie Fresh was beatboxing in the movie Beat Street Of course, when they did the Christmas rap. When they did the Christmas right. rap, that, that was Dougie Fresh beatboxing. I understand that. But that did not have the same impact as when the human beatboxer did it. At all. It, it just didn't. It, it didn't. It. When he did that, it literally made right. beatboxing a part of hip-hop instantly. Like, beatboxing and hip-hop became one and the same at that moment when you thought the fat boys you couldn't here's what was so ill about the fat boys. You couldn't think fat boys if you didn't think beatboxing. Like you was nice. waiting for the Buffy and let me tell you something Prince Marky B was dead nice. Dead nice Prince dead Marky B nice. could rap. Listen I've seen Fat Joe I think he was a better M C he was a better M C than than the um, other two. He was a better M C he was the best rap out of the group in my opinion. That's right. And he was Hispanic and he was Hispanic, he was Hispanic because um right. Fat Joe, Fat Joe was like, yo, this is my Baudicwa you know, Fat Joe was, was saluting Prince Marky B. But, but like you said, to everybody our age who been over, I'm going to just say this. You're in your 40s,
1: mm-hmm. maybe
0: mid-40s and up. Right. This was a deep blow. This this is a this is a body punch because right. they really were everything. you got to understand something. The biggest hip-hop tour during that time was Houdini, 1DMC, wow. LL Cool J, and no. the Fat no. right. Boys. And the I'm Fat Boys. All right. I'm not sure if they was on that one. I'm not sure. Okay. But 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 I know those guys were on that tour. And that's what I'm trying to explain to people. You know how much we love One so Dempsey. We always talk about One Dempsey. Right? Imagine that tour you just said. Imagine going to that tour you're talking about, my nigga. Like, that was like seeing the woo, the ball, and Like You know what I'm saying? It would have been like going to the Hard Knock Life Tour in 98. Yeah, when Hope yeah, had yeah, Method Man and uh, a yeah, thing like yeah, Like, yeah, you yeah, had the yeah. biggest rappers yeah. all on tour yeah. together. Yeah. These were the biggest rappers. Um, Remember that song? Fat boys are black, and you can know they that can was, never uh, be, they be fat black. black. Come come like, can like, you, people can don't you understand. eat it? Can you eat it? Like, come on, man. Like, and, and here's the thing that those people love. Because the fat boys, they, they, they say, yo, we can market y'all dudes to make money if y'all just be funny and play with your fatness. And guess what? They went for the bag, like everybody else in hip hop does. Like everybody else in hip hop does. But here's another thing: they not get, they don't get credit for. These brothers was doing movies first. Facts. They got Crush Groove. They got Facts. the Disorderlies. Like they're pioneers out of this. Who was getting a whole movie with them? Were they the first guys that had a whole movie based on? Them? We, know, we like... know they got a movie. We know they got a movie before Kid and Play. We know that for a fact. They got like, movies listen, before Kid Play. They got movies I, you I wild Style. You and I live wild style, Beach Street, and all that. That's your book and all that. But to have that wasn't movie the movie. No. Yeah, this yeah. movie was literally based around the popularity right. of the Fat Boys. Right, right. So that that's just goes cool to show you how popular they were. Because I know we talked about how when Rakim came on the scene, it changed how rap sounded, right? But guess what? Mm-hmm. Fat Boys was making movies, getting super paid. In the Rock ever once he came. Like, running the MC about Kim didn't stop. Like, people think the people that be- came before by Kim j- just ceased to exist. No. They were still thriving and making money. So, I, um, it was, it's really sad for me for Prince Mark D. I remember when Prince Mark D went on his solo shit and had them, and had them, them solo, them solo songs. He had one song over the, over the, over the, uh, the Gap Band beat that was hey. fire You know what I'm saying? So, this really hurt me because the fat boys mean a lot to me, man. Like, we don't hear us talking about them like that, but, man, like, the fat boys. Well, no, but like, listen, like, like, we'll watch. like I said, we spoke about them when we did our 80s um, list, and I'm glad we got, got our bars off about them. You know what I'm saying? But you're right, though. I don't think they get spoke highly like the Beastie Boys or Run DMC or LL, them niggas. You know what I mean? I like they don't get, niggas don't talk about bad boys as a legendary group. And to me, they were legendary. And it's effed up to say that now in passing when he passed away. But listen, man, I, that's our era. Let me just tell you what's sad. Let me just tell you what's sad. Because the narrative in hip hop basically is all the great rappers came in the 90s and then the biggest rappers of the last decade or the most important thing to hip-hop. It sort of, like, minimizes the impact of the 80s. I keep telling everybody, there is no rapper that you listen to in the 90s that was not influenced by every 80s rapper me and you talked about right. on our 80s show. Right. Not one. Right. Every single one that came to prominence in the 90s came from these 80s rappers. They were influenced by them. They loved them. They bought a late record. And there's the reason. Even, even, though Nas, them, even, even though Nas made a song called EPMD and it had nothing to do with EPMD, <laughs> he still <laughs> paid his respect. I, I, I know. You know what I'm saying? He still paid his respect. <laughs> be, well, listen, when you and I did our pun appreciation, did we not speak about our pun, the love you have for G-Rap, and when you met G-Rap for the first time, we spoke and we highlighted that. Uh, we you know, know, we know we know we know how we, we Nas Nas has an entire song rapping like Slick Rick on the Still Manic album Using Slick Rick's <laughs> entire flow like like right the whole flow he's trying to rap like Slick Rick you just, okay. I mean you want to talk about impact. So my point is this I know all you blog sites and Everybody want to say the greatest rap album started in the 90s and these greatest rappers every single rapper y'all talking about It was the 80s rappers. Pac said it in old school what more can I say? I wouldn't be here yep. today if the yep. old school didn't yep. pave the way. And, that's, yep. and he said, for well, Grand people saying that. And he said, for well, Grand people was saying that. On, on, and I like the old school. Okay. So, so, so y'all really need, so I think people listen to this show, y'all really need to understand the 80s hip-hop, because we lived it, it meant everything. Man. Everything. It, it meant, meant everything. Meant everything. Every, yeah, to it me, 80s everything. hip-hop was, to me, it was the most hip-hop lifestyle I ever lived because, I was always around kids my age and we always wanted to to copy what all what all the rappers are doing in terms of jewelry, me, chunk jewelry, coats. It was it was eighties hip hop that started all of that. You know what I'm me, saying? Let me go ahead with you. Let me go ahead with you for a second. Keep it in the eighties right quick. I feel like Ra, Kane, Chris, Slick Rick, all get NLL, right? And they and as they should just speak about the way they get spoken about when it comes to the eighties, and why is it the culture, for whatever reason it is, that we don't—not me and you—but they exclude the females out of this conversation. Why is not MC Light's name not talking about the eighties as it should be? Uh, I'm, I'll tell you. You ready? know? Niggas ain't shit is it because she's a female. Yes, it is. It's absolutely because she's a female. Okay. It's I don't mind because I, he's a female. Why? that but I agree with you. On that. No, I don't like, but that's just, that's just how hip hop is, man. Always erasing. Never listen. No one talks Shorty about the two albums. Shorty had two fire albums in the eighties, my nigga. MC Light two of them is, things. MC Light is as important to me in the eighties as everybody, as everybody. Facts. I, I I remember dogs. You know how much. Yo, MC Light with them big ass earrings, and the yo, way she could just rap. I, and let me tell you, something. MC Light had party music too, man. Her music Back. got the parties in the late '80s pop my let's, let's keep it tall. Paper thin, light as a rock. I can't understand you. No, 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 no. Pick, yo, yo, Pick songs, those are Smithsonian songs, Hey, Mickey Sacks. Yeah, yeah. Those are Smithsonian yeah. songs, my guy. No, no. Say again, pop. please. I, oh, wait, wait. I need you to slow it down. I, I need you to slow it down and tell Mickey Facts again. What's all those it's Smithsonian songs? My MC Lights love. I know, listen, paid in full. I get it. I ain't no joke. Everybody's the president. We can go um, raw. Ain't no half stepping. We can smooth operator. We can do children's story. Hey, young world. I get all that. My philosophy. We're going to South, South Bronx. I get all that. Come on, mind. I get it. I get it, especially when I get it made. I, I got it. I got y'all. I got y'all. But ain't a nigga lying or telling tell me. When paper thin, I can't understand. Light as a rock came on, 10% this. When those songs came on, niggas was not outside doing a wop. I, I was outside doing a wop to MC Light. So I, I don't understand it. I think MC Light does not get enough love in the 80s like the other brothers do. And she should. She should. I really believe she should. Now, this is not me trying to insert a female in because she's a female. No, nigga, she was dead nice. MC Light had one of the best verses on self-destruction. Let's just be clear. Everyone knows that verse. Everyone. Leave the guns and knives at home. MC Light on the microphone. Come on. Rushing the taxi, come on. We all know the fucking verse. Come on, man. I feel she doesn't get, she doesn't get a lot of love. I feel her, EPMD. Um, I know Special Ed had one good year in the 80s. If you want to go there, fine. I feel like those people in for whatever reason, they get slighted a tad bit. Shout out to NWA also. You know what I mean? So I just fancy, like, what about Saw and Pepper? What about Saw, Saw and Pepper? Pepper? Wait, wait, wait. Wait. Let, me, let me just say this about Saw and Pepper. Saw and Pepper became bigger than all the guys we like. All, <laughs> all of the guys we like. So, listen, Saw and Pepper ended their own run. They, never, they literally never fell off, they just That's stopped. That's a group, because one of them That's wanted to have the family. Me and you always talk about the transition, right? They transitioned from one decade to the next was not oh. bad at all. Was they not? Dude, They became superstars of MTV. Like, MTV started loving them with Shoop and all that. When they got to that yep. one with Shoop and What a Man, What a Man, with yeah. they were like yeah. superstars. And then yeah. they just flunked on it. Like, they never came close to falling off. Just one of them members... Um, just say yo. I don't want to do this more. I want to have a family, and that's how to end it. that ended. So they they yeah, stopped. Saul, right? Saul, was on that type of time, right? Saul, right? Yes, yes. Saul so was the yeah, one I who respect. did that, which I, which I respect. Which I respect. Yes, which I respect. It. Um, I want to say something, man, and this is, and y'all niggas, calm down. All calm, me, boys. When I go here in this bag, all right. They just watch Watson have a real hip hop talk. Right? like, we do every fucking every fucking time we get on the behind, behind the shit, man. How, what do you feel about Tupac's song, Dear Mama? I feel like it was a song most rappers of that era were making. Positive, uplifting songs. It's a dope song because of his stature. And it's a dope song, dear mama. You okay. are appreciated. It is a dope okay. song. There's no okay. insult about a, it. <laughs> is it a Mickey Sacks, Smithsonian song? I think it is. You say what? Yes, it is. Because of the subject matter and what it's, what it's doing. It's saluting the mother who is looking out for us. Supposed to, through supposed our trials and tribulations. So, yes, I do think it is a Smithsonian song. What if I told you that I have energy in the Bulldog song Right, be a father to your child, sit at a table with two Tupac's old dear mama. I think you would be 100% correct. And I think that it is a disservice and a tragedy to hip hop that such a great song with a phenomenal, great message that plagues us in the black community today, which is fatherhood. I'll just, I'll just give you all an up-to-date message right now to show you how great the message of Edog G and the Bulldog to be a father to your child is. Ben Zeno just gave an interview to Queens Flip, talked about he ain't spoke to his daughter in months and how difficult it is that he doesn't have a relationship with her right now and how much that hurts him. And he talks about how he was a father to her, like how he provided for her. So fatherhood is a real thing. Here we have Edog before, before their mama or Brandon mm-hmm. had a baby. He had a song called Be a Father to Your Child. Not only did he have a song about it, he released a video. He released a yes, singer. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and and I see people all the time, oh, this is the this song is the greatest, 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 and I literally, I'm telling you this right now, I never, ever see anybody even act like Be a Father to Your Child by Ed exists. I post it when I look at it on YouTube and I look under it, everybody is praising everybody's like, yo, this is when hip hop was great. This you right. right. It was. But yet for whatever the reason is, narratives get set in hip hop. And once that narrative gets set, nothing else matters. Yeah, that's yeah. And I gotta be real with you, man. I think L.O.G., the lyrics to that song is very deep, man. Very introspective also, man. I don't know if niggas be listening, man. That's a very goddamn introspective song, in my opinion. In my opinion, it's a very introspective song, and I love Damn Mama, but I just feel like L G L-O-G and the Bulldogs, your father to your child, should get in high praise in the in hip hop circle, hip hop conversations, as a song that that that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's, that's what I'm saying. It might have meant something to us, but did it hit? Did it touch the culture like it's like Damn Mama? I don't think it did at all. I don't. I know it did. I know it's it you know crazy. You know what's crazy? Um, I didn't even have kids then, right. In 1990. And yet right. that song impacted me. It meant something mm-hmm. to me. Like, I didn't, I, I was like, this is a, for example, let me give you another song. This is going on another tangent, but this is a song that was made in 1990, and yet it's never talked about. Kane, Coogee Rap, and Biz Markey had a song called Erase Racism. Wow, erase racism. Wow. We're in the era. Yeah, going to that album. So think about this. We're in the era with vile racist attacks against racism. We're in, we're in that era. Could you imagine if the top rappers of today said, yo, let me get the three top rappers and we're going to sit in front of a stoop, in front of a yo, building. That's the city, What's Racism. Wall. yeah, thanks, a about racism. And that's what they did, erase system, And guess what? Nobody's having this conversation right now but me and three. This is where you going to get hit. <laughs> this is where you're going to get that rap talk. This is not, not see the shots being taken from me with right. cool, cool, so-called hip-hop historian.
1: Right. I see
0: those shots. Don't think I ain't no, see them. Not, I, but I, this I is what... Think about this. We had we had erase, erase racism. We had self destruction, and we had heal yourself. We had some joints though, that, you. Know what I mean? We had some joints that was really uplifting. Well, we we had more than that. We had entire albums about public like enemy and poor teacher and in Paris. Like we had whole albums. We we had whole genres of hip hop dedicated to that. So this this ain't new. I mean, just think about this. Did you not see Grand Puba's video for Wake Up? Yeah, wait, was, uh, cool. yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, I mean, come on, man. Public enemy, also. I feel Chuck D. I, I know. Well, listen, when it talk, when it comes to voices and just the voice box of a man behind a mic and spitting his bars that just captures your your eardrum to his voice and what he's saying, Chuck D's right there, rock killing prodigy. Let me th- he, let me just say this: you know, do realize he got like, the voice. On the strength of his voice alone. Come on, you exactly. do realize on the strength of message, content, and voice, Chuck D is always going to go down as one of yes. the all-time greats in All hip-hop. All and right. Nobody's going to phone on There's right. no, but Especially, for what you, you know how you said, guys from me and your age, how we felt about the Fat Boys? Guess what? Our age group feels the same way about Chuck D. D. The yeah. same exact way. Chuck D. I would, oh, listen, Chuck D. I would love to know what Tupac feels about Chuck D. I would I would love to know that, what he thought about Chuck Nick, D. Uh, uh, he loves Chuck D, and he worships I Chuck D, D just like everybody else does, just like everybody else that. did at the time. Ask Ice Cube. Ice Cube looked up to Chuck D. He says it. I was like, Ice Cube said the greatest rapper of all time is Chuck D. Ice Cube <laughs> said that. Ice Cube <laughs> said that. You know what he said? that? Damn Mac for BMC. Crazy that of uh, Chuck D. So by his peers, by people who know, there's no pointing on Chuck D. I mean, he literally said, the only kind of hip-hop I'm going to make for my entire career is positive messages in hip-hop. Literally. And did it. Yeah. Let me ask you do, 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 do you remember the do you remember the first of all, Them down is shutting down racist institutions. That's what the song's about. Yes. Yeah, Pop. Yes. You yeah, You I like Nike, but wait a minute, because Nike was making these um these shoes and sweatshops, um, overseas and charging slave wages. So Chuck D addressed it. Um uh, Arizona said, We are not gonna celebrate Martin Luther King's birthday in nineteen ninety three. Chuck D said, What? Larry went into the studio, I'm got the pen that. in the bag, and wrote going back to Arizona. Arizona's you know what I'm saying? Five-mic five song. Like this, you know, I, mean, I mean, was, it, was it, powerful. Let's just let be real. Sailor Black Planet, that's a, five, a four-and-a-half, five-mic song album, you know. And let me just say this, too. Like I'm just going to say this. In terms of political messaging, these. Yeah. Uh. Forever Black Planet and the album for February Black Planet are five mic songs in terms of impact and messaging and what they represented and meant to hip hop. i, know what, I mean, know what you niggas. I know you niggas love Pac's messages and I and I love Pac's messages also. But Chuck D was doing that shit before a lot of them niggas y'all held up and, and when it comes to political conversations and right no people never story the of fact. There's not one of you could tell me Chuck D wasn't doing it first. <laughs> Before like, we thought he even going to act like that didn't happen. Yeah. When Chuck people was saying, burn Hollywood, burn, what Facts. was your favorite actor doing? Facts. What was your Facts. favorite rapper doing when he took Kane and and said, oh, we're going to do a song, but it's yes. about talking about yes. the racism in yes. Hollywood. Yep. Yep. Like, this is what he was yep. doing, man. So, yeah, I know this turned into, now we're going to be real, real though. though. When we talk about collaboration <laughs> joints, Niggas do not talk about Burn, Hollywood. Burn, that's a very <laughs> slept on collaboration, right? Think about this, man. We got Kane, Chuck D, and Ice Cube, and it song came out so fire. So fire. That's crazy. Uh, by the, sure way, about by the way, right way right for, whatever, for whatever the reason is, I feel public enemy gets swept under the rug in group talk. Whatever the reason is, everybody elevates outcast as number one. I see that now. Every group I put against Outcast loses. I was on Clubhouse and everybody was like, "Outcast blows out." Everybody Watch. would say, oh, hold on, hold on, let me tell you." But the reason why—let me tell you why. As a guy who loves Outcast, and I love Outcast, you know that. And we do have an Outcast appreciation on this channel. Got to plug that. Sorry. Outcast did something, and, and the Southern Brothers had to bring it to my attention. And I and I know this already because I had like AT Yellins, Southern playlist and and um and I, but to them. Right, And somebody told me this, and it's a true story, at a barbershop, and I go to because they listen to the show. Shout out to those brothers at the barbershop every Sunday. At 30, 10, I probably took some hip-hop also, and they always critiquing the watch and the shit we say. They like what we say, and we don't. Well, they don't like what we say. But anyway, so how we feel about Redman with his first three albums or mob um, Deep and shit like that, that's how they feel about Outcasts. Okay. Like, niggas think, niggas will tell you 7 Playlist, Dick, and and um, AT Aliens are all 5 like albums. So I'll tell you that. You know, I'm one of those guys who's big on pioneering, um, mm-hmm. being the first to do something and do it for a long time. So it, it would be hard for me to rank in the all-time historical look on hip-hop and rank outcast over public enemy. I remember okay. literally 1987, my entire high school was wearing stopwatches to mimic Flavor slave and my that's high school right. had to <laughs> ban it. And my high school had to ban it. <laughs> I mean, you know, you know. You know, we, we, you know guess what? You know, we, you know. We talk about police brutality, right? After the George Floyd and how these cops was just That's killing it. everybody, right? Well, guess what? Your boy Flavor Flav was doing "Get Up, Get Up, Get Down." 911 is a joke yep. in your town. Joke, you know man, what I'm, I'm saying? And, and and they shot a video I, highlighting right? police brutality. Right? Let's be real. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Can we talk about public enemies videos? videos? Like how their videos are all fire? Wait a minute. Like, wait a, a minute. Sense? And they all. Wait a minute. They it? all. Can't the can't trust video, my nigga? One of the greatest videos wow. of all time, brother. One of the greatest videos of all wow. time. One of the greatest... Wow. Like, you want to talk about messaging? Wow. Like, Man. that's what I'm saying. Public Enemy's lyrics meant some something good for that something. That was some Rosewood shit right there. That video was on some Rosewood shit. Public hey, and then, when that baby came out black, and then they tried to kill it? Yo, let me just say, yes. that's what really happened in history. That was happening mm-hmm. in our history. Yep. But yep. The, that's the point about Chuck D. and Public Enemy. That's why, listen... Southern Brothers, y'all can never get me to rank outcast over Public Enemy. It just can't happen. It won't happen. <Nast wichtig> I mean, I'm gonna say it can't. It won't happen. But listen. listen. Like you're not going to process, Listen. <laughs> no, no. I'm, I'm, red. Green, red, red. 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 I'm gonna tell you this right now. This is a really get thing. You can get I don't give a fuck what's your favorite outcast song. My favorite public enemy songs to me are better. I got Wait. fight the power over whatever you got. I'm not mad. But see, fight the power is gonna touch us in so many ways when we live in New York City. And we that that video, that might have been one of the illest videos ever in New York City history. I go there with it. I go there with it. Fight the power. That shit was. Besides Biggie's funeral, driving through Brooklyn was that one of the biggest things we've seen in New York in Brooklyn. Give me your in your opinion. In your opinion, let me let me know. Well, no, no. So from a hip hop perspective, because I've, I've seen a lot of rallies and stuff. So right, but just just imagine this. Imagine if the most popular rapper of today, right, said, I'm going to make my videos while we're outside protesting George Floyd and Brianna Taylor. That's when I'm going to make my video. Chuck in the D middle D of D. all of this. That nigga, man. So, you know, Chuck D gets lost in a lot of the greatest, top five greatest of all time. But where he, this is where he's not going to get lost. Y'all talk to the wrong people. Axe Ice Cube. Ask your yes, West Coast facts. hero. You just Fact. ask them what you think, and they will tell you. That's why when all that East Coast West Coast shit was going on, nobody had no words for Chuck. You just couldn't. You couldn't. He's, he's about black upliftment. Fact. What was going to be what was your Fact. what was going to be your beef with Chuck D? That he fighting police brutality. <laughs> Like, like, the, you know, you, 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 you nobody want to hear about black people getting killed by the cops. Nah, we don't like false, that. false, 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 false. We ain't trying false, to fight the power. False, false, false. false. Black a black and a power, on the ready? Night other the Living Bay said it's a crazy video. <laughs> that video is crazy. <laughs> what if, if, I, like like got gov- what if what I got about a letter, got letter from the from government? What if no, no, I got a letter from the government the other day? I hope we're getting ready. Yeah, my man, let me tell uh... you this. Let me tell you the illest thing. Let me give you a hip hop memory just from that song. So, when I was going to school out in Ohio, this dude from Columbus, Ohio, my man Mike, he was a Chuck D special ed fanatic. Wow. He could rap the words of every special ed song and every Chuck D song, word for word. And he used to just rap the whole entire song of special ed and Chuck D to me. And it made me like. Go back and listen to more Chuck D, especially because of a dude from Columbus, Ohio. Because, like, he knows more about these guys than I do. And it's in right. my head up. I used to get it in Ohio. can voice. I used to get it in Ohio. and <laughs> my killer Cowboys, voice, man. Oh, man. Yeah, Chuck D, man. Shout out the public Enemy for real, man. For real. That's how you said that, man. All right. What are you talking about, um, Meek Mills on um, Kobe line? What's your take on that? I thought it was whack that Meek Mills thought he'd get cute with it. I, I really did, man. Like, there was just no reason for it. Like, like, just to even think it, brother. Just to even think it. Like, that's not even fly to think right, that. It's not, it's like, right. this is the Kobe Chopper line. My man, you it's know right. what Kobe did, how that affected but, us, man. All right. I want to I I have this conversation with you. Is Meek a punching bag in hip-hop to a, while, to, to a degree? It feels like no. he's sick. No, it's no, Okay, so guess what? The coach so, so, is so? okay, so so, not so. turning their back on Meek Mills. No, they not. Trust me, the coach 100% embraced him when he came out of jail. 1,000 million percent embraced okay. him I when he came out of that. jail. Right. Uh, 100,000 percent. Okay. I agree with you. That happened for a couple months. And then after that, and, and, and listen to real. the coach is always going to praise niggas when they get locked up. This is what the coach does. When Bobby Schwartz comes home the next week when he comes home, He's going to get wild love. Let's be clear on that. Bobby Sprint's about to get wild love when he gets home. Look at Roddy Rebel. So anytime a nigga is locked up and they come home, they get wild love. Wayne, Fat Joe, Pac. You've seen this throughout the years. What? You know what I mean? So I don't know. I don't know. I just think it's, you know. I don't. I think it's self-inflicted, man. Nobody nobody bothers you unless you keep doing corny stuff. And right now, let me just tell you all this right now, just so you all know. Meek Mills is being clowned by millions of people as we speak right now. They're looking at him funny style because he got into it with the most famous snitch rapper of all time, Terry Hockey 69, and he put it in that new video. And teriyaki pulled out his camera and filmed him getting into, filmed him barking on Meek and then paused Meek's face and made and is making Meek look crazy. That video has twenty million views and it came out yesterday. So everybody is looking at Meek get played yeah. by oh, teriyaki the snitch. I agree with that, but what you got him. See this is what I'm saying. When you got niggas like Takashi and academics getting at you it's kind of, it's, I mean, kind of, what, what kind of shit is that? You got Takashi and and, and and DJ Academics. And for whatever reason, Academics just wants to, wants to get at everybody. HO hey, Joe Butter Podcast, with all due respect, Rory, I'm tired of you not. You nigga how long, how long are you niggas not? Let's have real talk. How long are you niggas want to academics say shit about y'all and not going to clap back? It's a little bit just like, come on. Come on. I'm, I'm really, I'm I mean, really, it's really, it's really shocking because, you just did. You just did. Joe Budden just did a big deal. I mean, he made a big power move, a big deal. And you got to understand something. These are your two co-hosts. All of this makes the Joe Budden podcast work. To have another guy who has a who popu- who's popular in his own right, just really dismiss and 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 talk so negatively about your co-host. Right. It makes right. like. It makes me want to look yeah. at your calls differently because yes. everything he's saying is true because y'all are not responding. He's like, look at their face when they mention my name. They don't want to say nothing. They know what time it is, and it's but like, you know though, but you know though, you know though. As much as I'm not academic, though, he's not lying though. When they, when his name get mentioned up, niggas get wild, uncomfortable, on body. But, but, land, but that's which my point. But, but to me, to me, you shouldn't feel uncomfortable, Joe. You got to let the you got, you got to let the, let the, let the muzzle off them, man. You got to let them at least be able to defend themselves. Because here's the thing. He's bullying them. Bullies will stop if you he, if he, if he, if he say, I'm just going to keep letting him take my lunch money, and maybe he'll stop. That's And Ack seems the weakness. You know how sharks sure. see blood in the water? Sharks mm-hmm. are like, oh, blood in the water. Oh, I got something to eat. He's sure. is looking at that. He's telling you, I'm not going to stop riding on you. And he just won't stop. He was not. He's relentless, my nigga. Relentless, and it's like I would have said something. Me knowing me, man, but your fam. Come on, we not fucking. You like, on, my man they watch your mouth. I'm from that era. I'm sorry. You're not gonna get on my man's. You none of you niggas can ever shit on white. You got your fucking mind. That ain't gonna happen over here. Be like we not playing them games. Like, like I'm, I'm I'm cool. Don't get it twisted. And I'm not really good with the back and fucks. both for that dumb shit. But dog, come on, son. Like you not, niggas ain't gonna say nothing, though. Like nothing at all, son. like he he's relentless, dogs. He's relentless, and if it's true, when he said that son came to his crib and all this other shit like that. That was kind of if, if that's true, allegedly, that is kind of wild. I, I got to keep it to all that. That is kind of kind of kind of crazy though. But I do feel the, the culture does um, some of it is warranted, but I mean, academics he a box, and mill, and all this other shit. Even on, on clubhouse. Act was on his best behavior when when niggas was in there though I don't know I think Twenty One Savage um, should have a podcast let me talk, let me make sure I be clear on that also I like Twenty One Savage when he's talking he, he talks with a bunch of sense in my opinion and I gotta be honest with you he's much more he talks with much more sense than me does in my opinion Twenty One Savage but I gotta keep it tall you know what I mean so that's what it is watch well, right, so, man take us home my G PSA Hip Hop, the home of the most disappointing player in the NBA in twenty twenty one, Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray, you just Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray, you just dropped fifty points. Yeah, what are you talking about? And then I ran then I ran to look at your stats and went to see that you're averaging eighteen points a game. Yeah. So so you know what that showed me? That you are the laziest, most uninspired player in the NBA. Wow, That's what answer, you want. are the la- oh. Jamal Murray is the laziest, most uninspired player in the NBA. I watched you in the bubble in the playoffs. You dropping fifty fifty back to back to back like Drake. That's what you did. And then this season starts, and you just oh, I'm very happy to play Robin to the Joker. No, you call MVP with the Joker. You don't got. You don't just got to completely disappear. And then you said, "Oh, let me remind everybody that he could score 50." Well, hold on, hold and, on, and the on, fact that on. you did that makes his coach the in the NBA. Yeah, but his coach did did call him out in the press conference. I did see that a couple of days ago. Then he put the 50, pence, 50, 50 points up. But, I was but was but shocked that. Jeff, but, but, called them out. What, why oh, are you shocked? Why are you shocked that you have a in your team coaches, who down 50? Let me let me ask you. Most coaches are not gonna call out one of the star players like that. Okay. But oh, dude a, Dude, dude, dude. You got a guy who you know can drop fifty back to back, like then forty, average forty five in the playoff series. The regular season comes and he's back to just eighteen points a game. That's not superstar status. That's not taking your game to the next level. It's just not you're a two guard averaging eighteen points a game. That's trash. Oh, God. Listen, we don't know if he's injured or whatever, but listen, the, the niggas put 50 last night. He was 21 with 25 watts. It took oh, no free throw. It no free throw. It no free throw. And you know what? what's crazy about it? That's what he's capable of. So that means he goes out every night. He bullshits. That's what that means. So that's why he's the laziest, most uninspired player in oh, the NBA. Uh, and put some respect on my man, Kyrie. Put some respect on my son, Joel Embiid. Yeah. Talk about your mom, my son, Joel Embiid, 50, 17, or 5? You not fucking with those numbers? Like, you don't really rock with Joel Embiid like that. Like I do. I'm a Joel Embiid guy. That's my guy. I rock with Joel Embiid. I be looking at his antics. That boy can play basketball, man. He single handedly turned that franchise around. He's not. yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Any concerns with the Milwaukee Bucks? Because I have concerns. That with the team. I, I, don't, have cause I don't have concerns because I don't care about them. Nobody's beating my Brooklyn Nets. I don't care <laughs> what do you about mean? them. Nobody's beating my what Brooklyn what do you Nets. Mean you don't care? They're in the NBA. You know what Giannis, a two time MVP. What are you talking about? Little thing that is guap. What are you talking about? I don't have any concerns about them. the Finals. I, I listen, man, last year was an aberration, man. It's an asterisk year. But aberration? Last year was an aberration and an asterisk year. An asterisk. It goes by that name. I put an asterisk by that season. Why would you put the asterisk in this season? Man? They didn't get to the finals. What are you talking about, Miami? You should be talking about? We're talking about the whole season. Oh, we'll see. see. Team, we should team, we should watch out for. No. In the West. No. 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 Dame, they always get in the first round, second round, and um, uh, Western Conference Finals. He's, I, I want to see Dame. I want to see Dame in the NBA Finals, man. I think Stephen A. Smith is going hard for this Damian Lillard training. Trying, to, and I'm not mad at it though. I respect it though. What is he doing I'm for like Damian Lillard? What? No, he's going hard for Damian Lillard. That's why he's saying that the league needs to actually put more respect on Dame's name. That's all. <laughs> first, all right, first of all. Uh, okay, have we not been putting respect on his name? Yeah, game? we have. Okay, so so to me, to me, to me, to me, he's fighting a battle that everybody's looking at. I'm like, what are you talking about? Who's who, who's not respecting Dane? Dame was the absolute star of the bubble last year. We watched Dame put. We watched Dame <laughs> send, send. We watched Dame end the OKC uh, team of uh, Westbrook Russia. in, in PG thirteen. Yeah, Like, like so, there's never been a time in the last two years where I'm thinking, damn, man, this, people just ain't giving Damien's respect. Wait, I mean, they did this respect. Yeah, you mad because Luca got the starting spot. That's what he's really mad about. Yeah, so, mad say, about that. say that. Say that, I, I, I like Luca, but Damien should get that starting position to me, too. He should. he should. I'm just saying, that's what he's mad about, man. Don't be, you know, that's what he um, mad about. Um, NBA coaches in the Eastern Conference, please do not play yourself. My son John, my man Julius Randle, should definitely be a reserve in the All-Star game. Please don't play yourself. Please don't. You just should be. And I'm about to go watch Julius Randle on the um, JJ Reddick's pod. And I want to say something. And I want to say this. And I want to say this to my NBA coaches. My son James Hart needs to be a reserve on that team too, brother. You Sure. My son James Harden needs to be a reserve. Y'all need to pick him from the Brooklyn Nets so we can have three people uh, on the all-star team. You know he's gonna you know get picked in. Come on, you know he's got to get picked in. Stop playing my, don't don't try to play my son James Harden. Your son James Harden. Well, hold right on, Ben Simmons has 42 this week, man. Put some respect on on my son Ben Simmons. 42. After you dog him, you dog him all the time. ain't put 42 up. How would you yeah, rate I mean, is, Doc, is Doc Rivers coach? Of the, is Jock Rivers coach of the year? Um. Wow. Or or, or or is it the coach of the Utah Jazz? I want to go with the Utah Jazz. Yeah, yeah. But that works best like back in the league. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yo, your son, your boy Zach exactly Levine out to leave Chicago, man. That game is being wasted over there. You don't think so? No, I don't think so. I'm not of this that. As soon as a play gets great, then he leaves. Because when you leave, your greatness leaves with you because you can't no longer be that man. You can't be that go-to guy. If the team can't build around you and you win, then you're basically saying, I need to go somewhere and be a Robin. I need to be a poor George for the rest of my life. Poor George couldn't get it done, and poor George couldn't get it done, so he travels around the league as a journeyman, and he um, plays Robin. Hmm. That's what it is, man. PSA Hip Hop, man. Fuck with your boys. Y'all know the vibes already, man. She boys being a watch. What?